Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Heineman Brothers Hockey Show. I'm CJ Heineman, and uh, man, do we have a lot to talk about. I, we already had our season-ending podcast, and then, boom, the draft happens, and uh, we got teams making moves. Guys, the Metropolitan Division is going to be tough next year. Uh, I definitely want to dive into that. Uh, Ty, Lou, what's going on, boys? Nothing much. Uh, got to see an air show this weekend. That was really cool. Uh, and uh, free agency hasn't started yet. And holy free agency. Right, right. Uh, who'd you see? Uh, Blue Angels or uh, Thunderbirds? Uh, Thunderbirds. All right, all right, all right. I'm always biased towards the Blue <laughs> Angels, of course, but uh, that had to be pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm more biased towards the Thunderbirds, too. Um, but uh, no reason for that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I? uh, I'm excited, too. It's been a great, great draft, like so many moves already, so a lot to talk about. Um, excited to get the boys together to, you know, talk about the Met. Fucking shit's loaded. Right? It's it's going to be wild. I mean, you almost think Pittsburgh's still got Crosby and Malkin, and Gensel's really had a coming out year, so they're always dangerous. Washington's not going to be a bad team. And now you've got with, with what the Devils have just done. Uh, I mean, we'll get deeper into it, but Subban and the number one pick, obviously, uh, from Friday night was Jack Hughes, and then the, the Flyers it might have improved their team even better than the Devils, or maybe they just had a better base. Carolinas, I mean, they had a great second half. It's hard to say that they might struggle. The Islanders, again, a surprise from last year. I think they need to do a lot more considering all the all the good things that the Mets doing right now. The Rangers might be the only bad team. Rangers, I don't know. Kevin's excited about them, though. Um the the draft, I mean, they got Kako, Capo Kako. Um, I'll say his name right for once. That's but right. But he's the prince they were promised, they're all saying. <laughs> um, and they still got money to spend, I think, right? Like, uh, I don't know who they're going to go after. But, um, yeah, just every team looks like they're poised. Because, I mean, look at it from last year's perspective, beginning of the season, like everyone – didn't really expect a lot from the Islanders or Carolina, you know, and all these teams performed really well. Just think it'll be again, like last season where these teams are beating each other up. So those one goal games are really going to fucking matter a lot. It is. I forgot to mention Columbus too, but I wonder if they're going to struggle losing uh, some big pieces. We still haven't heard anything really about Bob. Bob and I No, uh, that'll be free agency. Bob and Panarin are set to meet with Florida on Monday. Mm. Ooh, yep, okay, that's good. happening. Cat heard something. They're both going to go. They, and, uh, did yeah, oh, no. Florida They're... draft a goalie in the first round? But I've heard some. Uh, I've heard some social media shit that Panarin is is you know he's going to Kane. You know he lo- he's always loved Kane. He's just thinking like, oh man, maybe Back I'm maybe there. Back to Chicago. I could see it. He loved. I know he loved Quenville, which yeah. is why obviously the everyone's been saying going to Florida. But did he like Kane more? I don't know. I guess it's. I mean, I think Florida's better poised to start making runs than Chicago is. Also, didn't Chicago just get Quenville's son? Uh, it's a Quenville. I don't know if it's his son. Or I think it's his nephew. You're right. Yeah, that's one of those families like the Sutters, where like none of them are actually related, but they're all really they're not all in the same immediate family, but they're all related. I'd, I'd say they're I'd say they're all related. Well, I meant I meant just not immediate family. Fair. Except for the ones that are. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, but. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so should we? We'll start with the draft because I feel like that's the first kind of, that's the first thing that happened. No, I guess it's all that happened in the middle of everything. But uh, we'll start with the draft anyway. Um, so went Jack Hughes, uh, Capo Caco, uh, just kind of like everybody predicted. Um, but the Devils and the Rangers get an NHL ready guy, most likely. I wonder what uh, fantasy. If if you go for Hughes or or Capo first, 
Because you got to think Capos might get some uh, time with Zabenajad and Kreider, or uh, definitely some power play and add Bushnevich in there. Uh, that's that's kind of nice for fantasy. I don't know if Hughes is he going to play with Taylor Hall or uh... I don't think he's going to play with Taylor Hall. But if he doesn't, I think he's going to play with Kyle Palmieri. Ooh. So that's prob- that's probably second line role uh, yeah. with prop. He, he was, was a good power play guy too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of a your kind of pure playmaker from what I've seen. And I was talking to Matt today; he's a big Devils guy, so he obviously goes deep dive into their stuff. Um, and he's obviously excited, uh, especially with uh, their most recent addition, which we'll get into. But um, we gotta have McCluskey on. Why haven't we had him on? I know this would have been a it's, good one with Steve Van going. I gotta too. get him on too because I want to do a little segment where he tries to pronounce players names because it's hilarious <laughs> he pronounced hmm. he's a diehard devils fan and pronounced eliash wrong for the longest time <laughs> that's just, just can't sad. get it just can't get it yeah he's, he, it's <laughs> it's hilarious so we're gonna do that when we get him on here he can he can tell the story when he brought the kraken to oh yes the kraken to the Game of thrones uh finale but yeah yeah sorry guys getting back to hockey great story but um Jack uh, Hughes is a center, but like Palmer is a right wing. I want to say is is Hall or Hershey a center? He sure is the center. Hall's Hershey is the center. So you got two guys he drafted right up front, like twenty two thousand and two thousand one is when these guys were born, and you got them going your one two in the in the center spot. It's pretty crazy. Um, but Cross Balkan, but much smaller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just also crazy that 2000 and 2001 or who's in the league right now. It makes me feel terrible. But, um, yeah, the Devils, it's crazy how you just add two guys and you're, like, already pretty good. But they got to add a goalie, I think, right? Like, are they still going to stick they? to Schneider? They, Schneider they finished like that. well. Schneider could have a, a good year finally being healthy. It but took like, him a year and a half on that, saying, like, oh, he could. It could be his year. Or well, they like the that Blackwood is, kid, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you got him too. So I don't think you're too nervous about goaltending in New Jersey. There are worse cases in the league, that's for sure. Not to mention you're coming off of a division loss. So it literally can't get worse. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. I think, the, like that, but. I think the Devils could be competitive next year. Subban's a big piece for them. I feel yeah. like and, and a healthy Taylor Hall will also help that conversation. Like and a two, healthy two Snyder? years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you exactly. look at Taylor Hall two years ago. No one could stop that guy. So let's talk uh, Subban trade. What do you guys think? He's still got to get paid $9 million for three years in New Jersey, which a lot of people think he's the most overrated player in the league. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that, but um, I think he's a great ad. I don't think they gave up a lot because they had to eat his contract. Um, only two f- second round picks, I believe, and two 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 good prospects. But um, it's a fucking great great pickup for them, I think. Yeah, I, I felt like they got him a little cheap too, but th- that it does come with uh, taking the entire contract. Um, I guess there were other suitors that were willing to pay him more, but wanted Nashville to retain uh, a, a good portion of his contract. So, yeah, Nashville's got plenty of blue liners. They were ready to be rid of that, be rid of that burden. Yeah, plus uh, Nashville struggled to score last year, so you got to think that they're preparing to go get um, a nice score. I've heard rumblings about Matt Duchesne. Yep. Yep, I've heard Dushard as well. Which, if Columbus lose, lose Duchesne, Panarin, and Bob, they I mean, will. That, oh I think God, will. that's I really. Think well, I they think will. they're definitely losing Duchesne. I don't think he's coming back. I mean, yeah, they're probably losing all of them for sure. Time Columbus has got to know. Come back up. Yeah, Columbus has got to know that like that was their run. They played really well in the playoffs. And that's why he kept Panarin and Bob and brought in Duchesne and Dezingle and um, defenseman too. I can't remember. Miller? No, McQuaid. McQuaid. Yeah. McQuaid. Um, it would start with an M, though. It's almost like 
remember when we were talking about before the deadline and I was saying like Columbus has got to go for it and a lot of people think they should have just sold, sold, sold. It's like I feel like the timing is very important where if they go ahead and sign, you know, not just one of their guys, Panarin or Duchesne, because those guys are already looking ahead and out of other places. But if they go ahead and sign a, you know, a hot free agent, are those guys going to rethink, you know, leaving or, you know, if they sign a forward and a defenseman, like is Bob going to be like, Oh, I mean, team was pretty good last year. Like if I can convince Panarin to stay, who knows? It's definitely possible. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but uh, all agreed, Subban to the Devils. That's that's real nice for the Devils. And uh, and like we said, now maybe a guy like Duchesne goes to Nashville. Anyway, I gotta ask: Do you guys think Subban's the most overrated player in the league? No, no. Who else would you pick over him? Who's more overrated than Subban? Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't think it as much as how much he gets paid. I mean, that definitely takes a part in when you're talking about overrated guys. But, I mean, he was voted that by his peers. I, I'm saying this. Be, I'm asking you guys this because I was fighting with our buddy Mikey um, about it, and he honestly, like, I feel like he won the argument because I was just like, I think he has a bomb from the point. I think he can skate out of trouble, can create shots for himself. Um, but he is a little bit of a riverboat gambler where it's like a liability in the D zone. If you're not putting him with a solid guy, then he's he can't really like if a guy's working on the wall, Subban's got no chance. Like he just doesn't have the strength to to body up a guy and, and make a physical play to take the puck. So I don't know, you guys thought of anyone? I think maybe if you're talking about his defensive play on the ice, maybe not. But Subban's also just known for being a good presence in the community and being a great teammate. His, I mean, his passion for the game, he wants to win. I think he was quoted in saying, you know, this is about going and getting a championship. And for him to say that, go to New Jersey, a team that was last in the Met last year, he's got to believe that he can play there. And uh, I think he wanted to play a little more time. And I think Subban played a little more time in Montreal and... I think maybe that gets him more comfortable when he plays those big, the bigger minutes. So, I mean, we'll see. He's also, he's, uh, he's, how old is he? 30? I don't think he's that old. I don't think he's 30 now. I bet he's like 27, 28. Either way, that's when you start to get smart. Yeah, it's interesting that he said, I mean, he said the right things by saying he wanted to go to New Jersey to get the championship, but it's pretty ridiculous if you go to, he's 30. You go to five, five at, at least five better teams to have a better chance. But I agree, Siege. I like that where he's going to gain some confidence and kind of get more comfortability of just getting the minutes that he used to uh, in Montreal, and he can be more effective. There's nothing worse than fucking someone taking away your minutes just because the coach is being a dummy. Like Jesus, just let the guy play. <laughs> well, and obviously Nashville had. Uh, one of the deeper, the one of the deepest, if not the deepest, defense cores uh, in the league. Whereas yeah. he's coming into New Jersey, where they got a couple young guys. Um, who it's are a good, coming I mean, up? It's and, a good deal for both sides. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, it really was. And uh, Nashville got to lose that contract completely. Anyway, before we get too far away from the draft, um, that which is how we started this conversation, I guess we go to number two. And uh, I mentioned shortly that Capococco uh, is kind of looks kind of nice with Zabenejad and Bushnevich, kind of the Euro Rangers. Um, I mean, I really like his fit there as much as I like Hughes in New Jersey. Yeah, really didn't want him to, to, to be in the Met, either of them, and both of them ended up in the Met. Um, but. Should create some good storylines, though, between the two. He seems like a scary good presence on the ice. Did you not think Capo and uh, Hughes were going to go one-two? No, this is more lingering from before the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) 
gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah, genuinely knowing... hoping Jack Hughes would go to Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Rangers, I still think, you know, they, they still got Lundqvist, so, like, I feel like if they had a few guys, like, he could really make a run. But they need, they they need, need some defense. big name defensemen. Yeah. 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 They, I mean, they don't they don't have any defense. <laughs> I think it was uh, was De Silva on the podcast uh, talking about how bad their defense was. Maybe like halfway through the year when we had parlors on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they traded everyone good, and yeah, pretty much. Well, Shattenkirk's still got to have a bounce back season. They added Truba. So that's that's certainly a good top pair. Or if you spread them out, give yourself a little bit more depth. Um, yeah, I don't think they play together. Yeah. No, 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 no. They don't have. You they don't that, have enough. Got that kid Brady. Shea. Brady Shea. Shea. Well, doesn't look. Good. It does not look like Shea, but it's Shea. That's 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 two nice pieces up top for uh, two power play lines, though. Mm-hmm. Right, you're getting there. It's amazing what one really, really solid D does for you because you can eat up all those minutes and just fucking really improve your lineup. Exactly, and the rest of their defense is pretty young, so maybe uh, not having to play those 20 to 25 minutes a game uh, improves their game as well. Um, Anyway, uh, besides the top two... Uh, do you want to go over who your team drafted and do you like it or uh, I'm sure that can get us all going. Who was next? Technically Pittsburgh was next because Philly traded down or do we want to talk about the trade and then do Pittsburgh's pick? Well, which one was next? Lou? No, no thoughts. When did Pitt pick? Sorry. All right, Pitt, well, Pitt, Pitt pick 21. Okay, right. so it was me. The Flyers, the Flyers would have picked 11th, and they uh, they made a trade, Ty. What did they do? Yeah, so, I mean, clearly when you're picking 11th and you don't love a guy, you make a trade. Um, who the fuck do they trade with? Forget. Capital, I think. Yes. Uh, not sh- You could be right. Um, but, the, yeah, they got the... So they had the 11th and they got the 14th and like the 42nd for it, like another second round pick. Um, so clearly you don't love anyone in the draft at that point, right? So you, you don't have a guy who's like, oh, if he falls to us, we want him so bad. So take the fucking best guy available. That's just like the best thing to do. And uh, you know who's available? Cole Caulfield. He broke Ovechkin's record in the fucking U.S. Junior Tournament. He tied Kessel, Keller, um, a bunch of other guys for the U.S. like National Development Program points in a season. Like it was like 130 points or something like that. Um, so kids a fucking goal scorer. Like, and you know what? The Flyers aren't that good at scoring goals, to be honest. That's it's never been a strength. Um, but you know what? No, they just go ahead and take a uh, another stud defenseman. Don't have enough of those. You know, just traded for two veteran defensemen to play with, you know, a Provorov or Gossespierre or Sandheim or a Hague or like this. And and it's not just the guys on the Flyers. You guys got me ranting already. It's the guys <laughs> in the Phantoms. Like they have good defensemen. Like that's not the Flyers' issue at all. And they could have taken a pure goal scorer, just like a guy who who's like Casey Middlestat last year. It's just like holy shit, that rookie put up thirty. Like fuck. He could be good. Um, but So that was frustrating. But I think uh, Chuck Fletcher's not done. So I'm going give to him, give him some slack, see what happens. But uh, the other picks I liked, they still picked another bunch of defensemen. But, uh, <laughs> that's all right. The Penguins picked a bunch of forwards, so... Yeah, both don't make any sense. <laughs> Although, you know what? Like like I said, Pittsburgh's still got Crosby, Malkin, and Gensel looks like he stepped up. They're actually not that deep. Yeah, we're going to see. I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I'd like to see how the lines shake out a little bit in the first couple of weeks. Um, but guys, guys need to step up this year. Um, I really hope um, they don't go and like start 
picking up players because like this was the first year we had a first round draft pick in five years. Our our last the Pittsburgh Penguins last first overall or first round pick um, was Kasperi Kapanen. Wow, who just signed the, with the Maple Leafs? Yep, four and a half, five, I think. I can confirm that for you shortly. Or th- or three and a half. No, because him and another guy just signed for the Maple Leafs, I believe. And they got good deals for him. Well, Lou, you you got to be a little, uh, you got to be at least a little concerned about your your Pittsburgh Penguins. No, the Met looks dangerous this year. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm gonna have faith in that team until until Crosby retires. Um, but definitely lower expectations to start this year than I had in a couple in a fight honestly a long time. Um, but that being said, I'm still expecting that team to make the playoffs. And as we've seen uh, this past year, and I think uh, this year was a little bit more of a, um, uh, an overcompensation, if you will. Um, but if you make the playoffs, it doesn't matter what seed you are. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And Crosby can take you there with uh, with only a few supporting cast. If you guys can put some defensemen together and Murray stays healthy, mm-hmm. so that's another key. A lot of a lot of healthy goalie conversations in the Met. <laughs> Not on the island. It's more like how you much gotta re- are we you got to resign that goalie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more like uh, how much are we going to pay this guy? But. Um, I don't know. I need to see more than a year out of Laner before I'm calling him like a Murray. We have no. I'm not calling him a Murray. We have seen a lot of Laner. I mean, he showed flashes of being good while he was in not good shape in Buffalo. Flashes are not a season. No, but this season many flashes out of Newver, out of Elliott, out of fucking all these guys. But they can't stay healthy and they can't give me a full season, then I'm not sold on, like, giving you that kind of money. You know what I mean? So, I, and it's tough because the Islanders have to do it. He was a Vesna candidate. He crushed it. But I'm just, that's a little bit of worry in my mind. I guess you can be concerned that one year is is certainly not enough to guarantee anything. But it looks optimistic right now. So Yeah, and especially you tie in the fact that he's... I mean, he's he's finally gotten himself uh, clean and together a little bit more. And as you know, his speech at the um, at the NHL awards is really uh, really cool. Uh, I hope I hope I like. Yeah, I would hate to see him fuck up, but I think that's also a, a little bit of the one percent of doubt in there. Like, oh fuck, this guy's been through some shit. Like something. Well, happens. that's what I'm saying. He, like, he, he go he back kind of. Like he said, he got himself clean and he got himself help, and then he has um, a Vesna nomination season. So something, uh, just another piece to the puzzle, I suppose. And he, right. and he won. He won the Masterton and the William uh, J P Jennings, whatever oh, yeah, that guy's name is. Grice. Yeah. So uh, he he got some hardware, so he's going to get paid, and you 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 take that risk because things look up. Don't worry, I'm anyway. rooting for him. I'm Anyways, speaking of the Islanders, um, I actually like I like our pick. Um, the I guess the Islanders scouting staff was unanimous in saying that if if uh, Simon Holmstrom is available, we had the 23rd pick, then uh, they all wanted him, and uh, he looks like a big uh, scoring winger. Uh, you know, big Swede. Uh, he's like six. He's like six foot something, hundred ninety pounds. Like, uh, more of a more of a shooter, like goal scorer, like, okay. um, like maybe like a less good Patrick Line, uh, which, considering Line's season, hopefully not too less good, but uh, burn on Patrick Line, terrible season. Hell of a start though. Holy shit! You gonna take him? In, you gonna take him in fantasy if he's available? Like maybe in the third round, Patrick Line. 
Possibly. Yep. I mean, dude, remember the first ha- first quarter of the season? He had like 30 goals in the first like 20-something games. True. And then he True. just cooled off real hard. Anyone who traded him at that time just fucking sitting on high times. Yeah, true. All right. And anyway, uh, Simon Simon Holmstrom uh, to the island. He was uh, he was like really good in uh, his junior HP seventy one. I don't understand like the Swedish and Finnish like elite leagues team names. They're all like just letters and numbers, like license plates. <laughs> Um, any other, you guys want to do any other drafting or you want to get into what, whatever, what else is going on? I was watching the draft and I just didn't really, I like looked at what they said. You know, I think one of the forwards they drafted, uh, the Flyers drafted led the USHL in goals, but like plenty of people do that. And it's, it's great to see, but it's like, until you see something, I feel like the draft is draft is kind of empty because you don't really know how good that draft was for a few years so it's cool to see you know the big names go but even for a fucking hockey podcaster like myself i only really recognize maybe five to seven names in the fucking first round so you know what i mean yeah, yeah. I mean, especially for a tr- uh, draft that didn't have any actual like big trades in it. Like, obviously, a couple draft picks flip flopped here and there, but there were no uh, no major deals um, to move up or down uh, significantly. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I like that we got a Swede. I don't. I think I feel like the Islanders have been missing a, a Swede. Isn't and Leonard a Swede? So now we got the the Leonard Holmstrom connection. I don't know. He might. He might not play this year. He might not be NHL ready, but oh well. How old is I he? like a big Swede. 18. Yeah, they're all 18. I'm dumb. Um, <laughs> literally. The Most same of the year. first round, usually. That was the, easiest, that was the easiest quiz answer I've got all day. <laughs> I like the uh, in, in, NHL Instagram's been doing the, the first round. They ask him some questions. A lot of guys like Chipotle, which sucks. But <laughs> come on, guys. oh come on! You don't like going into Chipotle and getting just like some barbacoa with the the, the white rice. Nope. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's not gross, but like, there's so much better shit. I feel like, especially I was I felt that way, and then I went and visited Kelsey in Austin. Oh, I was well, just like, that's a different level. Also, Cordoba's better than Chipotle. So is Anna's Taqueria, which is a place in Boston. It's a chain. So fuck Chipotle when there's salmonella shit. I'm not risking it. <laughs> I'm say, that's it. It's just risky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You guys need to learn how to live. Their other answers were good. <laughs> learn how to live. Yo, you're living with Chipotle. Give me a break. <laughs> Okay. Anywho, I got the guac. I'm living. <laughs> uh, another big free agent to enter the market uh, because of another buyout. Corey Perry got bought out by the Ducks. Um, See ya. So he... Go ahead, Siege. Uh, I think I don't know if it was the general manager or the owner that it said some said some very nice uh, politically correct things. But I wonder if uh, if he's done, if he's just done, done, if it's like I a health don't thing. think so, because he kind of came out and said, like, this has kind of put a fire under his ass, like, because he's obviously had a couple down seasons and like you said, kind of uh, a couple injuries here and there. But he's certainly not not a player that was at the level of which he was being paid for. But I think a team out there that could use a veteran goal scorer. Um, could get him pretty cheap, and and really help out. So, so you think Perry's mad that he didn't see this coming? Mm, I don't know. I I saw. I don't know whether it was a tweet from him or a message that basically was just like, you know, this is. 
I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a guy that was he was a duck. I think his entire career won a Stanley Cup. There, he is the the games played leader for that franchise. Um, he's their only uh, Hart Trophy winner. Yeah, like talk about a guy that I mean, when you think of Anaheim Ducks, I mean, obviously you kind of you think you know a couple of those vets on that cup winning team, Solani and um, Nita Meyer and whatnot, but. Uh, Lou, I think you're hitting it on the head there by saying that I don't think he thinks he deserves what he's, I don't know, what's he making, like nine or something? It was something around there. Yeah. I think he is more like, I've. what the fuck have I done for this franchise? And you're just going to like do me a, yeah, like, do like me like buy this. him out like that? I mean, is a is that that bad? They're just going to pay him like to leave. Is that what that really means? Or they much like, they, they pay, Hey, whatever, we signed up for this. this contract. Like, you feel like, you know, once you win a, a franchise, a cup at that age and they're going to pay you an extra three years to, because of what you've done, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's tough, but maybe it is spit in the face. It's hard to say, but I think he's going to be a good mercenary for some team. He'll get a fucking one-year deal, two and a half million, maybe one and a half. Yo, uh, Nashville, Nashville. Yeah, fuck it. Like their power play sucks dick. This guy's a power play specialist. Get him out there. Get the fucking people going. Fred's not picking you again, but I hope they win. <laughs> I want, I want, I want you to um, to Twitter that that he's going to be a mercenary, or yeah. the, he's going to the that and that I think he's going to Nashville, yeah. Okay. Uh, perfect, um, perfect fucking spot for him. Paper. So it, we also got a uh, the salary cap for next year came out. We got a two million dollar increase, um, so that'll make room for all our potential free agents this year. Yeah, love it. Um, we had a, uh, a a whole slew of rule changes get um, approved and announced. Did you guys catch those? Yeah did we did we finish all the moves? I feel like we missed. Um, did we miss anything? Well, I mean the Marlo. Carolina Hur- Carolina Hurricanes picked up Patrick Marlowe uh, for a. Miller. Condition, See, man, uh, I feel like we're just like it's all the Met right now. The Met is improving itself. Now, obviously, we're we're we only talked about the Mets draft picks because those are our teams, but but still, I, I'm a little I'm a little scared. As good as the season as the Islanders had, and as as great as they were under Trots, and I don't think we'll be much worse. But man, the Met looks like like Tyler said, we're gonna beat each other up all year. Oh, I'd be really worried if I was a, a Carolina or New York fan. They're not going to be worried because you're hyped up. But it just seems like the kind of up and down. And the Devils, like, they were the way two years ago. Where they're like, oh, yep. yeah, fucking MVP. Like, holy shit, we're sick. And then they come in last. So it's just, I don't know. The hockey is so... It's crazy how it's like the NBA a little bit where you can just add, like, one or two players but it's nothing like that because you need the whole team and you need to fill in like the bottom four lines. And those guys move probably more than the top guys. But uh, that's why free agency is so, so much fun because you're like, Oh, how are these puzzle pieces fitting in? Well, that's why you're in good shape, Ty. I mean, the flyers still have a lot of room and there, I feel like their base team, it may, they might have the best like base team. If you had like a couple big, big guys. Yeah, I think the the biggest uh, just thing is like I've only seen a half a year out of Carter Hart, so can he be the guy? And I think can uh, we sign a hopefully maybe Talbot or one of those guys to be a backup? And I think that's what it's going to come down to. We now got some veteran D, and we got some goal scorers and and good up front guys who are proven. So like, what the, there's no more questions, you know? We got a fucking veteran head coach. It's the time. You got two to three years before Voracek and G are fucking toast. And see you later. New rebuild. 
fucking I'll put myself in a coffin for 15 years and say wake me up when the flyers are relevant again (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say yeah your flyers uh, can definitely still make moves in free agency though Uh, after Kevin Hayes you're still sitting on 21 million uh, in cap space I mean obviously you gotta pay you gotta pay some players here but um, but you can certainly add one more depth scoring piece hope so I love Simmons, but I don't. I don't think I want him after we have a Hayes and a JVR. I mean, you got guys um, coming coming back to free agency. Um, hell, Marcus Johansson, I think, is going to get uh, a nice payday somewhere. He had a great playoffs. I feel like Johansson. Um, what if he goes back to New Jersey? I can oh. see that. Oh, that's nice. I, I mean, I would hate that because that makes them even more dangerous. But uh, hopefully Schneider actually sucks. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, their goalies have never been consistent. Even when they were good, they were just scoring a ton of goals two years ago. Um, Schneider was not good at all. They just got, like, help from different goalies. So, <sighs> I feel like I'm not that worried about the Devils, even though I am. The, the Devils, I think, are the have the most question marks um, of the teams that are looking to improve. I think in that division, um, the Rangers, I think, have the probably the lowest ex- expectations in the division. Um, maybe on paper, but. Uh, they can still make moves too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've got plenty of time. I like. Oh, did I did I mention? I don't think I mentioned last week that Di Pietro's gone. He we're done with his, paying him. Oh, finally. <laughs> yeah, that's why we have we have cat we have like twenty four million dollars in cash space. Boom. So yeah, we need to start hilarious. making moves. <laughs> Is yeah. he still in the front office though? <laughs> He does a radio uh, show for uh, like SNY or something like that. He does an Islanders radio show. I just assumed they just like were like, uh, we're still paying you. Go do this radio show, please. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Uh, no way that guy would be like, yeah, I'll do the radio show for yeah, free. No. no, I know. But it's just funny because they were still paying him. <laughs> His contract was for like 2024 or something like that. <laughs> No, it was still still now. Bobby Bonilla. Oh, my God. Which will be... We can talk about that the next, like, 15 years. It'll still be the worst contract, I'm pretty sure. Go Mets. (laughs) Phillies suck right now. It's all right. Yeah, I don't know. I still haven't turned baseball on in my head. Braves have turned it on. Lou, you got any like hockey history draft questions? Uh, one of one of my hockey. I've only got two this week. It was a little bit more sparse, um, but uh, one of them is draft related. Yes, neat. Let's go. All right, a little early hockey history. Um, so, all right, we'll start off with the draft one. Do you guys know who the first ever? number one overall pick that was Russian. Ooh. If it if it's too hard, I can give you a year so you guys can ballpark it. Is it no. No. Is it like when did the, when did the draft start? Like is the Soviet Union Russia? Like Well yeah, I think so. I mean probably. who's the the first guy that went over the, the defenseman? Um, oh man, what's his name? He might not have been drafted though because he was older. So probably First ever NHL draft recent. was 1963. Exactly. But I'm still gonna uh, Larianov. Who's the? Uh, I'm guessing Larianov. Who's, who's the captain of the 1980 team? Tikhanov? Tikhanov was the coach, wasn't he? Yeah, 
Yeah, Tegan off the coach. Um, and I know Tridiac was the goalie. Uh, your... oh, fuck. I can picture his face from the or the actor's face from Miracle, but that's all I got for you, bud. Me too. There's OC saying, yeah. If he fucking smile, I get shot. Kruchov? Kruchev? Kruchev? Something like that. All right. I'm going to go with uh, whoever off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Not an off, actually. In 2001, Ilya Kovalchuk becomes the first ever Russian-born player to be taken number one overall in the draft. Wow. So never never one of them was overall until Kovalchuk. Yeah. I How think a lot of those a lot of those that era of Russian player you guys were talking about did come over like but weren't drafted. Definitely yeah. drafted. Just yeah. just signed. I I that almost made me say Fedorov. I wonder where Fedorov went in the draft. How many Russians have ever been drafted first? Did did Vasilevsky go first? No. Last goalie I, I, to go first was um, Di Pietro. No, uh, Flurry. I think was uh, Di Pietro and Flurry were like w- like very close together. I think yeah, that might have been back to back seasons. Were there but, any other Russians that went first? Uh, yeah, uh, Ovi went one. Malkin All went right. two in their draft year. Duh. You want more beer? Sorry, so only, only two. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. So literally only two. Wait, wow. no, Yakupov went one, didn't he? Was he a one? Nail Yakupov. He's Russian, right? He was one of the failed Oilers picks. Is he Russian? Gotta be. Plays in the KHL. He is, or he is Russian. Yes. I'm not even looking. And at he did up. go first overall time, 2012. Let's go. So there's only three of them. Three number one Russians. And OV was in a lockout. Yep. And that, that year, Russians went one, two. Oh, who was behind OV? Malkin. You know. Nice. Uh, I forgot. I always forget about Malkin. Do you imagine if Pittsburgh had gotten the first pick that year and it was Sid and Ovi back to back years? Would you Don't rather have it like up. that, Lou? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Ovechkin's been, I think, hypothetically the better stat player, but like Pittsburgh's never had problems with center depth ever. So. I don't know. I can't say I'd change anything. They've got three Stanley Cups. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy yeah. when you win a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, ask that question. Moving on. <laughs> uh, I've got one more hockey history while we're on it. So, uh, this week in hockey history, the NHL announces some major changes to regular season overtime. Under the new rule, each team will get a point if the standings in any game are tied after 60 minutes and a team scores during the five-minute overtime period will receive an additional point. Overtime switches to four-on-four rather than five-on-five. Do you guys know what year this happened in? 2005. Um, 2007. 1999. That 04-05 lockout tie, that's when they ended the tie and they added the shootout. You're right. I kept waiting for you to talk about shootout. Yep. Damn. I fooled CJ with my quick answer, though. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Uh, so that was uh, the hockey history for the week. All right. Um, anybody got pop stars? Yep. Sure. All right. My, my, uh, my pop stars goes to uh, Christina and the dogs because we had a surprise visit from our uh, landlord today who wanted to show her parents who are in from Vietnam the house that they actually own. And uh, we, we got about 30 minutes notice and got this place looking 
great. And Fung came in and she was complimenting Christina for getting the place all nice. And, and that only took us 30 minutes. I was literally in the middle of making French toast and eggs and like there was shit all in the yard because I hadn't cleaned it up in a couple of days. And man, we had to scramble. <laughs> scramble those eggs. Yep. But uh, pop star of the week for uh, having the house nice enough to be able to get it ready in 30 minutes. Um, I got Ray Shiro who just continues to prove that he is one of the best GMs in the league uh, landing his team PK Subban Hmm. nice nice little uh, general manager guys guys gotta be going to the hall eventually where's where else has he been I he was assistant GM in Ottawa, then Nashville, and then he was in Pittsburgh for, um, from like '06 to '14. Hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, you definitely heard his name all over the place. Fuck, I don't know who I'm gonna pick Pop's first star. Um, how about I go, um, Kate and Joe Heineman because they're going up to Six Lake the same time as me, and they're driving me back and forth Sunday. Oh man, Wednesday. fucking rights, boys. Play some nice. Golf. I'm gonna beat up Fred and Steve and Ted and tennis. My serve is on Rue. Um, yeah, Kate and Joe, thank you. <laughs> nice, nice. Anyway, um, does anybody have anything else? I mean, uh, yes, each you you got to get up to Vancouver in February. Sedines are getting their numbers retired. Oh, that might be a nice. Do we? Uh, we don't have the schedule yet. We only have home openers. Uh, correct. So it's going to be there's there's like a home a week homestand in February. The first game, um, there's going to be like honoring a bunch of uh, former um, players that played with them and like uh, kind of the older, older guard of Vancouver hockey, Vancouver hockey week. Yeah. So the second game of the week will be the number they raise the jerseys. And then the third game, they're going to just go through like, you know, be talking about and honoring uh, the Sedin's whole career. Yeah, that'll be sweet. I, I, I want, I hope it's against, like Edmonton or Calgary or one of their Pacific Canadian rivals. Something tells me that uh, they got, they were in talks with the NHL in terms of when they were going to do these Jersey retirements. Yeah. Against, against rivalry teams, rivalry teams and probably teams that, I don't know. They, they, they they draw want to win the game. Oh no, come on. They don't, they can't play with uh, schedule makers like that. No way. Well, no, I'm saying they were probably like talking with like who's I don't know. Anyhow, I think it's oh. I think it's very smart for the like the Hartford game. Um, Boston did or Carolina did. They did three of them, mm-hmm. two of them. Sorry, and I think they were both versus the Bruins. Um, like it just celebrates the league's history, and it also fucking boosts. Jersey sales like the, the Vancouver Canucks are bringing back those old jerseys. I think this year is that what you guys like about? the like the cup like the cup jerseys that they wore against the Rangers in '94. Yeah, like the black with like the kind of streaking and red Canucks thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sick. They're bringing those back, and you know how many more people like who are new fans are gonna be like, "Oh my god, they had those jerseys!" Like that's it's just perfect. I think like. Celebrate it, you know. Don't just make it for for warmups. Wear it in the game. I like the I like when they do like the cancer awareness or the autism awareness or whatever and camouflage. Uh, yep, and then they auction those practice jerseys all for charity. Exactly, exactly. So that's great. But I like when they also wear the old school ones um, uh, in the game, like they did in Hartford or Boston, whatever. Carolina. <laughs> my uh nolan just texted me said uh he was just with charlie Coyle. <laughs> nice i tried to get him to talk shit but he wouldn't because <laughs> <laughs> nolan always tries to rat- rattle up the bruins i remember one time we were at 
um, fuck, illegal seafoods, I think, somewhere. Uh, it was like in college, and a bunch of the guys there, Krug, and it was a while ago, though, so I don't even know if all the, a lot of the players there now weren't there, and he, no one was just going up to him like, eh, you guys play like shit, huh? Like, <laughs> like what happened? He's just getting knocked out the first round of the playoffs. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Nolan, like, leave him alone. <laughs> uh, before we do, we did get some significant rule changes um, that the NHL approved for starting next season. Um, for starters, they expanded the coach's challenge, but also made it a little bit more risky. Uh, and borrowed by a little bit more risky, a lot of bit more risky. So they added, they can now challenge for if the puck um, went out of play or touched the netting, uh, hand pass. Uh, pretty much the only thing they are not allowed to challenge is for a penalty call. Um, so a, a trip or a hook or anything like that. Um, goalie interference, of course, is still on the table. Uh, but now you don't lose a penalty. You don't lose a timeout, I mean, for... Um, for lose, losing a challenge, you straight up get a penalty. And then if you do it again, you get a double minor. Nice. So just straight up, they're like, they're giving him more rope, but it's rope to hang themselves with. It's like, I'm, we're going to give you more okay. ability, but if you keep bogging down the game with these challenges, we're going to get you. Mm. I like it. I like uh, it. I love the power play. Yeah. Also, referees will now uh, review, mandatory to review, uh, any conduct on the ice that results in uh, a major or match penalty and double minor high sticking. So anytime you make a decision to make call a major or match penalty, they will have to go and review it. Anytime there is a double minor for high sticking. They will have to go and review it because you do see sometimes where player stick hits himself in the face. So the Vegas Knights would probably be in the Stanley Cup uh, conference yep. final. Yep. Yeah, I might have won the bracket challenge, which Mike officially won. <laughs> um, we never talked about it because everybody except for Mikey was out of it in the first yep. round. But, but uh, yeah, he did win. Um, oh. And then we got some more stuff. So now the helmets. We will no longer ever see Tory Krug run a guy from down the ice without a helmet on. Um, from now on, if you lose a helmet, and as long as you are not directly involved in the play or need to make a play like that's right in front of you, you are now required to go leave the ice or get a, get your helmet on, basically. Um, so you can still play defense. If it is like if the puck is immediately in front of so a player who is making a play on the puck or who, who is in a position to make an immediate play on the puck at the time of his helmet comes off shall be given reasonable opportunity to complete the play before exiting ice or retrieving his helmet. But Ooh, that's so this, that's that's a little vague. And it is a minor penalty. A lot of interpretation there. I also, wonder how that starts i wonder how that starts yeah and a player who intentionally removes an opponent's helmet during play shall also be assessed a minor penalty i think you'd have to pretty blatantly not be an essential part of the play and i i think it's that, going to, to be a little bit more black and white than it sounds um i don't know there was a rule like i don't like the helmet rule where you'll get an automatic penalty. We have, there was a rule in college where if you grab the guys like face mask and kind of did like a, a face face wash thing, because mm -hmm. we have fucking cages on, like you'd get a misconduct penalty and no one ever fucking enforced it. Like people did it to me all the time. And I was like, what the fuck? And I got, got a misconduct for it. Like the one time I fucking did it. And I was just like, fuck this this needs to be consistent so as long as they can keep it consistent that's fine but i feel like it's one of those things where there's gonna be some times where it's like i didn't do that on purpose we were just fucking jostling he was holding my stick blah 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 so i just think making those mandates can set you up for a lot of criticism yeah 
and and we'll see. I mean, I I think especially with the helmet coming off a player, like there isn't a player in the world that is going to leave his defensive zone while the opponent has the puck just because his helmet came off. So we're gonna we're gonna ha- we're gonna see where that line develops throughout the league. Um, right, and they say Krug was supposed to go to the bench, right? Uh, as per this new rule, yes. Right, because he wasn't. He, I mean, he was way behind the play yeah. when he got up. Yeah, he should have either gone on to pick his helmet up or gone to the bench with this. But new he has sick vision, <laughs> and the rule didn't exist, so he ran a guy over, and it was great. Um, just a couple yeah. more here. Uh, line changes for def- for the defensive team. So the defensive team will no longer be permitted to change line when a goalie freezes a puck from any shot outside the center red line. Um, not that we see that all that often anyway, but uh, That's a good also rule, though. actions of a skater or defensive team to cause a stoppage by unintentionally dislodging the net from the moorings, uh, they will not be permitted a line change. Um, nice. And... Nice. Uh, in a, a result of either that, the uh, offense will choose which end zone dot the faceoff will take place in. Nice. On top of that, both faceoffs following icing or the first drop of the puck for a power play, the offensive team will also get to choose which dot they want to take the faceoff. Oh, icing too? Yeah. Wait, is that like official it. or are they just talking about that in the meetings? No, that's official. I like wow. it. Yeah, I like it. Um, uh, if a goalie uh, deliberately displaces the goal during a breakaway, goal will be automatically given, just as, as if they threw a stick. I thought that was a rule. Apparently, it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> no, they give a penalty shot. Oh, it's so stupid! Now it's now <laughs> it's just a goal. Henrik Lundqvist. Oh, try again. Over. It should be. It should be. Um, He's like, ah, I didn't really feel set for this. <laughs> Keep like, throwing the yeah. net off. Yeah, Hen- Hen- Henrik Lundqvist getting frustrated against the Penguins and Patrick Hornquist coming down on a breakaway, turned around and pushed the net off. <laughs> that was some bullshit. Did Anyhow, he save the penalty shot? Huh? Did he save the penalty shot? I think so. Because I don't remember it result. No, I think they just called a two-minute penalty. At least, yeah, at least it should have been a penalty shot and a fucking two-minute penalty yeah. regardless of if he scored. <laughs> so, and then finally, when the attacking team is... Resp- so basically, if the puck leaves the, leaves the uh, ice surface, it's no longer... It won't come out if it's a defensive or if it's an offensive player putting it out. Also, you can't... Lou, I think you, I saw you can't review the delay of game penalties, right? Uh, delay of game meaning they shooting the puck out, like in your own. Diesel. No, no, no. The only there's no penalties are allowed to be uh, reviewed. All right, so that's under that umbrella. All right. Yeah, yeah. But this is basically like if. Um, so I'll just read it. When the attacking team is responsible for the puck going out of play in the attacking zone in all instances, the faceoff will be conducted at one of the two faceoff dots in the attacking zone. That, again, I like. It keeps it in the offense, but, well, I guess, yeah, if you're in the offensive zone, you'll have, I mean, even if you're, like, super tired or you just want it, you're not going to toss it out. Yeah. No. I like I like all the way the rules are going. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so those are the rule changes. Well, nice. Well, I uh, I, I really want to get to my grill. Um, I'm starving. <laughs> so, um, you guys have anything else, or do you want, or do you want to send us? Uh, I don't think I have anything else. Ty, Ty, you got any? You got any more rants or? Uh, Stories from the week? Uh, it's been a fucking long week. Um, it was good to shut it down with you boys. Um, yeah, I think the off season will be good, but uh, we'll focus on maybe uh, I'll get some more interviews. 
We're really going to start looking for those. Uh, got some in the works already. Um, and maybe do a couple fun games, you know, like Jeopardy or a uh, real deep down hockey history game. Or uh, well, I'll come up with some dumb segment. So uh, stay tuned, you know. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Talk, yeah. talk, of, the, talk of the future. Um, I, I'm excited for the offseason, too. Summertime. Um, you never know what's going to happen. We'll we'll get uh, big moves here and there, especially uh, after next week. Uh, July first comes around. You never know. And uh, Lou, you want to send us with uh, yeah. the parlors talk? As always, go Lemon check ice. out our good friends parlors. They just dropped a new track called Lemon Ice, featuring our also good friend Lemon Brendan ice. Fletcher. <laughs> um. So go check that out um, wherever you listen to your music. Uh, they've got a show coming up. I don't have that in front of me, but go follow them on social media anyway, and you can go see that date um, in New York City, of course. Uh, and you can follow us on our social media. We are at the Heineman Brothers Hockey Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hockey. Hockey.